This is Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. You can catch the show live weekdays from 3 o'clock until 4, locally in Tampa Bay on AM 570 and 910 WTBN and online at letstalkfaith.com and iheartradio.com. And swing by our website for all things I Work For Him at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com. And now, today's podcast broadcast. That's right. Back in the saddle in Tampa Bay. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him today as we broadcast you on AM 570 and 910. iHeartRadio, uh, Talk America Radio, however you hear us, iTunes, Google Play Music, or Stitcher, however you're hearing us today, just know that we prayed for you ahead of time. And our, our, as always, our intentions are to bring up a topic today, a testimony today that will cause you to dig deeper and to look at your faith a little bit differently. As we traveled across the nation the last couple of weeks, you heard stories from all over the place of people whose lives are being impacted by Christ and therefore it's impacting their workplace. Today will be no different, except today we highlight one of our major sponsors and supporters of I Work For Him. And it's a special day when we get one of these guys in our studio. You know, most of our listeners live in Florida where it's hot all the time, <laughs> all year round. Our air conditioner runs all the time. And we need AC just to function in life. I don't know how people ever lived here, Martha, in the middle of the 1800s. It had with, been, with, been crazy. Yeah. With hopefully, pray, they prayed for breezes maybe a lot. And they lived in the swamps. <laughs> That's what I don't get it. All right. Today, I'm going to introduce you to Skip Stanton, owner of Aqua Plumbing and Air. Check him out online at aquaplumbingsarasota.com. And you can call, and just in case your air, air conditioning, electrical, or plumbing ever breaks... You know exactly who to call if you live south of the bay. Now, for those of you listening elsewhere, you're going to hear an amazing story of the Lord moving in one man's life as he learns to be obedient even when everything doesn't make sense. And you're going to hear how Skip Stanton came to the Lord because somebody in his workplace reached out to him. Skip Stanton, welcome to I Work For Him. Well, thank you, Jim. It's great to have you in studio today. I'm so excited. We really appreciate your support for I Work For Him, and we're super excited just to highlight what the Lord has done in your life. Well, thank you for having me. So talk to me about when you when you hear the word I Work For Him, when you have heard the story, I know you've been listening to a few shows, how does the message of I Work For Him resonate with you? Well, I think it's it's a basic principle that actually I try to instill in our workforce that they're not working for me they're they're working for god and mm. i just uh, uh you know whenever somebody feels like they're getting the short end of the stick or they they're frustrated with their boss whether they're with me or work for somebody else you know if they recognize the fact that everything they do if they do it to honor god that it really doesn't matter who they work for and they'll do it with excellence and they'll do it to the best of their ability and and i think they're blessed by that Oh, I'm sure that they are. You know, just being able to know that that that's the heart from the leadership, I'm sure that makes a big impact on the people in your um, company. But it wasn't always that way for Skip Stanton. Talk to us about how you came to Christ. Well, I was, you know, I was brought up in a home that uh, was very much into going to church. We were brought up Methodist in faith, and and, uh, I spent probably the first 26 years of my life attending church regularly, you know, youth group as a child and confirmed in the church at 14, I believe it was. And, and, uh, my wife was, uh, was brought up in the Baptist church and 
so somewhat similar in faith. And uh, uh, it was, I remember I was 26 years old. I was uh, working at Sears at the time. And there was a, uh, one of the technicians there, probably 10 years older than I was, that uh, uh, asked me out to lunch one day. And uh, we weren't exactly friends. We were acquaintances. We knew each other. But uh, uh, I kind of first thought it was a little odd. But I said, oh, okay, I'll go to lunch with you. And, uh, and then I realized afterward that there was, there was a bigger plan there. <laughs> and, uh, so I'll never forget, you know, uh, him sitting across the table from me and just, just asked, you know, Skip, you going to heaven? I'm thinking, well, I think so. He says, why? Said, well, you know, I go to church. I'm, I'm a good, good person. Uh, you know, and he says, nope, not going. I'm like, what? And I, I don't know. It was, you know, at that time, I think, how could I go to church all these years and not understand? And so he shared the gospel with me and shared the uh, prayer of salvation and and uh, gave me some tracks and, and sent me home. And I got with my wife that evening and asked her if she understood it that way. And and she didn't understand it any different than I did. And so that was kind of the, the start of our, our spiritual journey together really in truth. I mean, I, I think we had a religious background and it, and I think it gave us uh, some good foundational principles, uh, to live our life by. Uh, I can remember my dad always saying you have to be, um, like-minded in your faith. It was very important to be like-minded. I, I think I would look at it as equally yoked mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and, uh, but anyway, that's, that's how it started. How cool is it that one of your coworkers loved you enough to take you to lunch and to ask you that question. Mm-hmm. Was it awkward? It was. It was a little uncomfortable. Uh, almost, I was a little skeptical. You know, how did I not understand this? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it definitely, you know, I, I can see now the Holy Spirit starting to work on my life because it definitely changed my paradigm. And uh, it was almost too simple. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's exactly the point. And uh, so. That messes with people, the simplicity of the message of the gospel. Yeah. What I'm what I'm asking the question is, there's a lot of people listening to the show today that'll be tuning in throughout the entire hour that they work with people that they really like, that they that they work alongside, some of them that they know better than others, that they want to be able to do what your friend did for you at Sears, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to get started. Mm-hmm. Are you mad at the guy that he did that he took you out to lunch and shared the gospel <laughs> no, with you? No, not at all. Are you grateful to that guy? Absolutely. Have you had conversations with him since then to it, tell him how grateful you are? You know, it's it's been a while. Uh, I know he obviously he he saw the impact of my life initially, mm-hmm. but it wasn't you know besides the initial understanding. I, I don't think he got to see the benefit or has seen the benefit truly in my life at this point. Uh, it's probably been ten years ago that we spoke, um, and. Uh, and, you know, shared things about my family and business and what have you. So I know he's seen the blessings in my life, but I, I don't, I, I, I feel probably a little convicted um, that I haven't reached out to him. Matter of fact, even earlier today, I was doing a Google search trying to find him uh, uh. because I, I would like to, to touch base with him and make sure that he realizes the impact that it's had. And that it's had not just on you, but on how many employees you've had since then. I mean, how many employees have you had since he led you to Christ? Mm. Hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. I mean, that's that's the phenomenal impact. That one guy took time to spend. Did he buy lunch or did he make it? Did he go Dutch? 
I think he bought lunch. <laughs> so he bought lunch. So listen, you spend a little money, you buy somebody lunch, but you get an opportunity to introduce them to God. I mean, yeah. that's that that and, and a saving faith through Jesus. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. I just I, I, I was It is. So I think an encouragement for our listeners that, you know, if you feel that God is moving in your heart to do something similar to that they're hopefully getting encouraged by your story, that, you know, just making that decision to say, hey, Let's go have lunch. Let's spend a little time together and being able to um, get up the courage because it does take courage because you are you're putting yourself out there and you're making yourself vulnerable by asking those questions. But eternal rewards. So I hope our listeners are encouraged by that. And that's really part of the I Work For Him Nation pledge. You not only to pray for the people that you work alongside, but to look for ways to serve them, look for ways to befriend them. So you get an opportunity like your friend had with you at Sears. Mm-hmm. Because sure. he he had an opportunity to actually share. I mean, you trusted enough to let you buy, let him buy you lunch. Mm-hmm. So when you're working at Sears, you were in the repair shop. You told me correct. So what were you repairing then? Uh, at that time, air conditioning appliances. So uh, not in home air conditioners. You were yes. So like window air conditioners, or you were right. actually going in people's houses no, doing. I, I started working on window air conditioners, wall units. That was pretty popular back in the mm-hmm. early '80s. Central air only really came in back in the '70s. So. Uh, uh, yeah, it started out there. A lot of home kitchen appliances, laundry equipment, things like that. So did you love it from the first time you started doing it? Did you love it from the first time you get introduced to fixing air conditioners? <laughs> I've always loved fixing things. I mean, even as, as a young, you know, a uh, young child, I mean, I just, my parents used to give me things just to tear apart that they didn't care if it ever got put <laughs> back together. So, they trusted you like that? Yeah, they did. They always, uh, very encouraging. I have great, great parents. Hmm. That's, I mean, but when you learn to take something apart and put it back together again mm-hmm. and not have any extra parts, that's a true gift. <laughs> then you yeah. know that you're qualified. <laughs> Skip, you are not just the, you're not the only owner of Aqua Plumbing and Air. That's correct. Talk I to have. me about your partners. Well, I have one partner now. Okay. Uh, we had another one that actually, uh, Chuck and I is my partner, uh, or we're mm-hmm. partners. And uh, Chuck and I bought out John Miller uh, back in September. Uh, Chuck is had worked with John for over 30 years, and I'd been with John about 19 years. Wow. And uh, so the two of us, uh, John was at the point he was ready to retire, and uh, so we took over the company and purchased the company from John. Why don't you tell a little bit of that story and how the Lord moved you to be the owner of Aqua Plumbing and one of the owners of Aqua Plumbing and Air? Because it, the Lord's hand was absolutely in it. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I probably would need to go back. Yeah, you know, to when I was at Sears, it wasn't that long, probably after that Tom had uh, had shared Christ with me, and uh, uh, my wife and I were married maybe a year. We just had our first son, and uh, um, I just had a uh, just feeling in my heart that I needed to go out on my own. I, I wanted to go out on my own. I had a lot of people at Sears that encouraged me to go out on my own. And, uh, so I went home and said to my wife, said, I, you know, I want to start my own business. And, and I knew this was God because she said, go ahead. (laughs) And so, um, you know, I look back and I said, you know, I gave up a a good job benefits and security and, and, uh, stepped out on my own. So uh, I did that for 11 years and, uh, and did well with it, but never accomplished what I really set out to accomplish going into business. You know, I, I, uh, when I set out to start my business, I knew how to fix air conditioners and appliances, and I knew how to be honest, and that was my skill set. Right. Uh, I didn't know much about running a business, and uh, so I've learned a lot uh, <laughs> since then. And 
but about 11 years into it, uh, uh, a uh, gentleman approached me from Aqua Plumbing and Air and uh, asked me if I'd consider selling my business to them and and uh, being a smaller partner with them and, and running the service department. And so my wife and I, we talked about it, we prayed about it, and three months later we, we sold uh, the company that I had and, and joined with Aqua. And primarily, um, I just felt a real peace. Uh, that's, I've never heard the audible word of God, but I just know when I'm in God's will, I just feel just a, a real sense of peace and uh, felt like uh, it was worth trying because I saw that Aqua had everything that I knew that I needed, but I couldn't afford or see a way to get there. And uh, so that's what we did. That's a lot of years ago, but at, how did the Lord move you into leadership today? Because that was, I mean, you came in to be the service department manager. Right. But today you're really running the place alongside your partner, but you're you're the face, you're the smiling face, uh-huh. and you're the radio voice of Aqua Plumbing and Air. <laughs> yeah. How did you get to that spot? Yeah. You know, I, I look back and I think, it, well, it was it was God moving in my life. I had no design on on owning what I own in the company or being in the position that I'm in. I actually, there was another partner involved that actually had brought me in, um, and uh, he stayed with us for about three years, and then uh, he left. And when he left, uh, then that left an opening for me to move into his position, which was basically to be general manager of the the whole air conditioning side of our company. And, uh, I didn't know it at the time, but my, uh, my, uh, principal owner, uh, John Miller, uh, that was part of his design when he, uh, you know, agreed to have me uh, come on board that, um, that he would have some duplicity there that, that if the other guy didn't work out or something happened, that there was somebody else that was licensed and had the ability, uh, that could take over. So he looked at it more of a, as a strategy. And, uh, and it, and it worked out that way. So I, I think, you know, I've, I've just always tried to have pure motives of my heart and, uh, do things for the right reasons. And, and, you know, God bless us that. Today, how many employees is Aqua Plumbing and Air? Last I was told from my human resource manager, uh, <laughs> which was probably a week or so ago, I think we're a little over 150 now. So that's a far cry from a small little shop being yeah. on your own. Uh, I mean, that, that's a big responsibility. Yes. Now, recently you joined a C12 group. I did. The Everybody that's a listener on iWork Rim is very familiar with C12. In fact, the last interview we did on Friday was a C12 member up in Atlanta, and he talked about the impact on his business. How has C12, and you've only been it's since last fall, right? Yeah, I believe it was October or November. Okay. How has, it been impact, how has C12 been impacting you? Well, the, I think the... The studies that we go through every month are, are fantastic, and they drill down into different parts of your businesses, whether it's ratios, uh, cash flow, um, you know, different things like that. And then there's always a ministry segment. So, it, um, you know, it's kind of a gut check sometimes with, uh, you know, uh, different areas of your life and, and how you're using your business as a ministry. Uh, for me, what I liked, uh, just knowing about it, what I knew about it was the – the fact that uh, like-minded people, uh, people that are in business, uh, and also, um, you know, honoring God at the same time, because it seems like that's a, a difficult thing to do in, in a lot of businesses that uh, people uh, maybe run a business one way but act different on Sunday, and, and I just don't believe that's right. And 
And uh, but I know the world would want you to think differently. Well, and it's good to have that accountability from other like-minded business owners and leaders. Absolutely. We're talking today with Skip Stanton. He's one of the owners of Aqua Plumbing and Air. Check him out online at aquaplumbingsarasota.com, aquaplumbingsarasota.com. Talk to me about how your your faith is impacting your leadership at Aqua Plumbing and Air. What are some of the things that you can point to that you can say, because uh, I'm a follower of Jesus, this is how I run my business differently than mm. maybe one of my competitors? You know, I can think of many ways. Um, one, I mean, everyone knows that that we're going to be honorable to our customer. We're honorable to our people. Um, I know we look at things differently. Um, for instance, it, it could be dealing with a, uh, maybe a problem with an employee. And I, I teach my management staff to, to look a little deeper. There's often a, a route to something um, that is uh, much deeper than what's manifesting in, in the behavior. Um, and so what do you mean? So, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, maybe you're having trouble with somebody showing up on time like they should. And, and, uh, and, you know, you, you try to go through the normal process of corrections and what have you disciplinary actions if you need to. Um, but I often try to look a little deeper and, uh, look to see if there's a, re- a route. Maybe it's, maybe it's just a spirit of rebellion. And, uh, um, I find that, uh, you know, sometimes when I talk to somebody and I, and I really, I speak right to that spirit of rebellion and I cast it out in the name of Jesus. Now, you know, you might call that deliverance and, and in some ways it is, uh, but it seems like if I tap into what the root is, often the other behaviors go away. Well, and sometimes we need to find out what's going on in people's lives personally, because sometimes their home life is really messing with their work life. Correct. I mean, do you see that very often? Oh, absolutely. Hmm. I, I wish that uh, uh, we had more people with better home lives, because I believe that's that's probably one of the biggest challenges that we have today. And it is. It's an epidemic. So talk to me about how you encourage your service technicians. When they're out in the field, when they're out working at somebody's place, do you give them any specific instructions or permission when they're out on a, on a job site, when they're on, out doing a job? Well, I, I think it's important um, that you treat your employees like you want them to treat your customers. That was probably one of the biggest problems that I had with, with one of my previous partners that, uh, uh, that left and I became general manager, um, because he was, he was very authoritative, very, um, uh, critical. Um, he would often, you know, just speak in a way, uh, to the employees that was hurtful. And, uh, um, that's, that's not my, that's not my, style of management. I refuse to manage like that. Uh, I would much rather manage by encouraging, uh, giving them vision. Because uh, often if they're not, you know, carrying out what you want them to, it's because they have no vision. Right. And uh, um, so. Do you often get to pray with your people? I do. I do. We, uh, at uh, different meetings, uh, we'll pray. Uh, any company functions, we pray. Um, and, uh, and they always know I'm, I'm open uh, to praying with them whenever they need, you know, uh, whether it's something going on in their life, I'll offer to, you know, I just was, that's so encouraging. And I was just thinking about the fact that you said you wish that more people came from, um, strong home lives. And I just have this 
you know, envisioning the fact that what you're giving them in their workplace is a, a healthy home life. You know, you're giving them a, a safe environment where they can see what healthy looks like and be encouraged, like you said, you know, to encourage them, give them vision that that they can maybe even take some of that home with them and incorporate it there. So I just I love hearing that because it's a backwards way of, you know, in, influencing them at work so that they take it home with them. And I'm sure that that's happening in your workplace. When your employees, your technicians are out doing a working on a customer site, do you encourage them to pray? Absolutely. How does that I mean, work? I just uh, they know they're they're free to do that. Uh, basically, our feeling is, you know, you can't push yourself on them, but you can offer. Uh, often, you know, one of the things that we want our technicians to do is build rapport with our with our clients, um, get to know them, um, and. Uh, and often things will be discovered, whether it be health issues or maybe uh, uh, maybe they've lost a loved one recently or something like that. So uh, they definitely have that freedom to offer. And uh, we've had great, you know, great testimonies from clients that our, our guys have prayed with them. Any, any clients call and go, hey, your guy prayed with me. That irritated me. Anybody ever call Never. and say that? Never. Never. I love that. Today we're talking talking with Skip Stanton from Aqua Plumbing and Air. Check him out online at aquaplumbingsarasota.com. Skip, question for you. You do such a great job, and I've heard from many of my listeners south of the Bay and many of my friends that live south of the Bay that you have a phenomenal reputation. Why not expand that just over the <laughs> Sunshine Skyway and bring it into Pinellas County? Well, I think there's a lot more market penetration we could have in our own backyard right now we're probably three percent uh the market share so there's a long way for us to go uh and logistically it, it to me it doesn't make sense that it's, bay really does get in the way doesn't it well i i just think there's so much more we can do in our area and not have to deal with the uh, as much windshield time for our people because mm -hmm. that concerns me too i see other companies have done that and they lose some good people because they've got them running so much on the highways. And there's a lot of people in your area, aren't there? Yes. It's growing yes. all the time. <laughs> and I can understand the windshield time. It, it, I, I get it. And it's frustrating. So You know, I think well, let's just talk well, about that for a okay. minute. I think that's a really valuable point in the, in the fact that you respect what your people are trained to do and you want them doing that and keeping them from driving as being their greatest talent you know, because you need to have talent to drive in this area as well. And they're not getting paid so. when they're driving, right? Isn't that the point? They're not getting paid when they're driving? Well, our our, our technicians do. Right. Uh, but there are companies that pay more of a piecework or some type of thing like that that they don't pay uh, for their travel time. But I love that you know what you're what you're called to do and you're gonna you're gonna stick to it whether Jim says differently. <laughs> I, I I like it that you're sticking to it. Is we know the vision, we know the, what God's put on our plate, and we're going to stick there. We mm -hmm. don't need we we. This is what God has told us to do. Yes, I like that. All right. So if I asked one of your employees how you're doing leading spiritually in your organization, what would they say? Wait a minute. We've got one of your employees on the on the line. <laughs> you arrange us on that social. Gotcha. Okay. We've got Dan. It's is it Groff? Yes. We've got Dan Groff on the line, and he's going to answer that question. Dan, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. Uh, and So you heard me ask the question to Skip, and I said, okay, so if I had one of, the, uh, of your employees, Skip, on the line, what would they say about how you're leading the company spiritually? So how's he doing? Well, I think he's doing remarkable. I really appreciate the fact that 
He cares for employees and will spend time just even on the job site interviewing and inquiring about how things are going personally at home, et cetera. And just that care and compassion is quite remarkable. So, Dan, you've got a background as a pastor, correct? Oh, that is true. All right. So how did you end up being part of the Aqua Plumbing and Air staff? Well, it wasn't planned. <laughs> well, for, you mean it wasn't um, part of your plan is what you're saying? I had pastored for a good number of years as a full-time pastor, and in 1999, early 1999, I resigned for various reasons, anticipating taking another pastorate. And just before I left the church, there was somebody in the congregation who was taking on another role as a manager of a popular local restaurant. And he said, hey, I got my uh, lawn business for sale. Would you run it until it sells, knowing that you're going to be... Uh, leaving the church. And I said, sure. And that began in May and continued until it sold in November. And um, and then about two months later, I was out of my savings. And my wife says, I needed to get a job. So um, I went to a local pastor and shared that with him. And he introduced me to um, a partner with Aqua Plumbing and Air who hired me. And uh, so that was January of 2000. So you were a pastor in a pulpit, and now you're working at Aqua Plumbing and Air. How are your what What is your role at Aqua Plumbing and Air? I started out green. Uh, they, uh, as an apprentice, they trained me in everything really, uh, from maintenance of air conditioning systems and residential applications, uh, then into sales, accessory and add-on sales, and then eventually uh, equipment sales. And then I also served as a uh, sales manager for a period of time. Okay, so how do you see the role as your pastor in a pulpit and your role working aqua plumbing and air? How do you see those as similar? Well, that's an excellent question. I was thinking something along the lines of the fact that in each setting, uh, we're persuading people to take the right path and to make wise decisions. Uh, so I guess in that sense, it was similar. But uh, in other ways, it was very, very different. It was quite a, quite a change for my life. But how often do you mm. see yourself ministering in your position? That was remarkable. It was like uh, it seemed like the first several years, in particular, the customers that I was in the home of uh, were quite frequently uh, persons who recently lost a loved one, and were elderly generally, and. Uh, and so I would just uh, find myself being pastor and, and and just letting them know that there was comfort available and very often was able to pray. And it was obvious that uh, that was a significant time of comfort and ministry to people just uh, in doing everyday um, business. How cool was it to know you worked for a company that thought that that was not only just okay, but also endorsed behavior? <laughs> exactly. It was definitely encouraged and supported very much, and I really, I really felt that. So when you look at your time now, 17 years, almost 18 years at Aqua Plumbing and Air, how, how, does, how do you see Aqua Plumbing and Air impacting the employees and the community with the message of Christ? Well, I would say, first of all, by many times just simply the way they work, showing care and concern, 
concern for the clients they're serving, for their homes, their property, obviously their air conditioners, the questions that they ask, uh, making a, every effort to look at how they may serve the clients rather than just simply looking out for themselves. Hmm. That's pretty fantastic. As you look at your job, you know, you, you look at, I don't know how many years you had in the past, Rip, but now you've got almost 18 years here working for Aqua Plumbing and Air. Would you ever go back to a full-time pulpit position versus your full-time pastoral position at Aqua Plumbing and Air? Well, that's a great question. I was 24 years in the ministry, and I remember very clearly when God called me to that, uh, and I never anticipated not doing it. So, the I'm calling it a parenthesis that went much longer than I would have ever dreamed, <laughs> or even that it happened. Um, it was a very, uh, very significant exposure to uh, what happens in a business, the marketplace reality, how to um, shine as a salt and light for Christ in the in the marketplace. But my heart still is very much in pastoring. And I suspect eventually at some point I may find myself doing that again full-time. At least that's uh, that's something that's possible. Well, I mean, Dan, one of the things we talk about all the time on the air is that really you are still a full-time pastor. You're, it's just your congregation is not in the four walls. I mean, you're all... You're, that, you're, is so, that is so true. And that's really what we're, everybody we're trying to encourage, that, listen, your workplace is your mission field. It is your ministry place. And you've just have, yours is even more significant because in the middle of summer when you're fixing somebody's air conditioning, they love you even more than they would your pastor. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not something that happens every day where you enter into a spiritual conversation with a client because we want to be very sensitive to how we're, why we're there and how we're performing the role that they've asked us to do, but it happened many times, and I think, as best as I can recall, it was always welcomed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How would you went to seminary? Correct. I'm sorry. What did was you that? go? Did you go to seminary? I didn't go to seminary per se. It was full time at Bible college mm-hmm. um, for uh, three years and graduated with uh, without a academic degree it was more of a uh, uh, teaching degree mm-hmm. that's fantastic that, that that's cool by me so how did that teaching your bible degree prepare you for your role at aqua plumbing and air well i would say in the sense that i understood that wherever i am and whatever i'm doing i am a representative of jesus christ mm-hmm. and that was clearly modeled for me by the staff and the professors at Elam, even though it was in an academic uh, setting, I got to know them, and they sought, sought me out in relationship to demonstrate that this is not something simply or exclusively behind a pulpit. It's wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Mm, that's fantastic. Dan Groff, thanks for calling into I work for him. Thanks for representing Aqua Plumbing and Air so well. And for just sharing how somebody who's not an owner, but somebody that's in the middle of the company is making an impact each and every day as a pastor to customers and other employees. Dan, thanks for sharing your story. Thank you very much for inviting me. Skip, it's fun to hear that from your people. Yeah. that I mean, that he understands he's a pastor. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I just got to honor Dan because he... Um, He's definitely who brought to my light 
or to my life, the, the understanding that the business is a ministry. Uh, it was watching his walk. It was, it was just watching how um, he would deal with things. And, uh, and then, you know, again, um, through Dan, he's introduced me to, to other mentors in my life as well. And Dan is a huge mentor to me spiritually and as a friend. And that's cool. He can work for you and still be a mentor as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really neat. And that's the body of Christ working really fine-tunedly together. Mm-hmm. That's- so so let's just park on that for just a minute because if our listeners feel often like, what difference can I make? I'm not the owner of the company. I'm not the leader. How can I make an impact? And what you're saying is that it very much can make an impact by the relationship that they that Dan built with you and other people can with their own um, bosses. Sure. So, can you speak to that just for a minute? I mean, how what did that look like? Did you he you have conversations? Sure. I, I think you know. Again, I think you can just watch somebody's walk. I mean, for instance, with Dan before I knew him very well, I'll never forget him sharing with us a uh, uh, customer that for whatever reason he had missed in his schedule and uh, he had overlooked it and it was a mistake. Uh, the customer called in very upset because he'd been waiting for him to come and he mm-hmm. didn't he didn't come dan called him immediately was willing to go uh to uh take care of the situation but the customer didn't didn't want to hear of it uh dan offered to come at night weekend whatever to try to make it up to him wouldn't hear of it uh dan uh, finally um wrote the man out a check out of his own pocket <clears throat> uh, for the service call and uh, sent it to him and myself get choked up just talking about Mm. but uh i thought wow there's a guy that's working every day and he's willing to reach in his own pocket to serve those customers Mm -hmm. out of love for the lord what a great example that is a great that's an example of excellence that's powerful we're talking today with skip stanton from aqua plumbing and air it really just i wanted you guys to hear his story one of our show sponsors somebody i would love if you're living south of the bay and we reach all the way to north fort myers i would love if your air conditioning your plumbing your electrical needs work i would love for you to honor our sponsors because they honor us and they help get this message across the country each and every day aqua plumbing and air check them out online aquaplumbing.com or aquaplumbingsarasota.com skip here's here's the question I've got a, I've, I bought a new air conditioner July of 2006, three-ton unit. It's had a few maintenance issues, mostly just the starter capacitor keeps blowing, mm-hmm. and I better replaced 10 of them in 13 <laughs> or 11 years. Not when mm-hmm. is the time to replace an air conditioning unit? Because everybody's out there going, when do I have to do this? Because I know that there's a certain point of return where you're like, mm, I probably should stop gambling. I should just fix replace it. Yeah, that's a great question, and we do get that question a lot i can give you averages averages in our area seem to be eight to 12 years is typical uh it it seems like the the more technically advanced the equipment becomes the the higher efficiencies there's a lot more electronics and Mm -hmm. variable speed motors and and things like this um they seem to be more susceptible to uh um maybe problems uh, electrically related lightning obviously we have a lot of lightning in this area um and and the cost to repair uh sometimes just makes makes no sense so i'd say most people on average would once it gets past the parts warranty uh, which on most equipment is around 10 years um usually it's just not cost effective 
uh, to repair it at that point. Hmm. Um, That's depressing. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Minnesota where air conditioners last 25 years. Ten years. Well, that's no. because you're only using them, you like know, two three weeks. months. They, no, they use two weeks of the year, yeah. yeah. All right. But so probably to finish on that, though, it really yeah. comes down to your comfort level. If you're willing to go without air conditioning for a day or two, if, you know, you wanted to push it, um, you know, that's pretty much what we try mm-hmm. to make people aware of. That if you have good have friends stay. with a guest room, <laughs> you go. then you're good in good shape, right? All of you willing to go without air conditioning today. For a day or two, while you wait for your old air conditioner to be fixed, call into the studio line. I'll give you Skip's number, 877-943-9673. Okay. The testimony today just of how you've just learned to incorporate your faith in your work really started with Tom, the guy from Sears, who shared his story with you all those years ago, almost 30 years ago. How cool is that, that it's now infiltrated all of your work and everything part of it? Now, if I called your wife, though, and said, okay, honey... I wouldn't call her honey, but you would. <laughs> honey, Jim's going to call you. Thank here's, you for here's clarifying question. that, yes. All right. right? What's your wife's name? Help me out of this one. Her name is Glenda. All right, Glenda. So Glenda. <laughs> wow. Glenda, honey. Glenda, honey. How's Skip doing keeping you a priority, keeping his Lord as a priority, you as a priority, and your kids as a priority over and above running aqua plumbing and air? What's, she, what's Glenda going to say? I think she would, she would give me a, a good grade on that. I think I've been able to manage uh, a balance. Um, it might have been when the when the boys were younger. I, I might have been on the ball field with them at five, but at eight or nine o'clock, I was back out in a truck and mm-hmm. I was fixing air conditioners. So uh, I did that for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, now family has always been a priority, and and uh, um, I think she'd give me a, a good mark on that. Well, and it's not so much the family. I was thinking about marriage too, because now your 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 boys are getting old. Mm-hmm. So it's it's that marriage, keeping the marriage mm-hmm. fresh. And that's something mm-hmm. you, as you said earlier, you wish more of your people came from healthy households. Mm-hmm. They're all looking at you going, hey, what's Skip and Glenda's mm-hmm. marriage looking like? Well, I adore my wife. I mean, I, I, I truly do. But, I, I, you know, I was very fortunate. I was brought up in a home where I had that modeled for me. Mm-hmm. My dad, to this day, still adores my mom. And, and so he's been a great role model to me. That's great. Uh, Praise God for that. That's a mm-hmm. really cool thing. What is what's one question I haven't asked that people need to know about aqua plumbing and air? What 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 should people know about you? I, you know, I, I think there's many air conditioning and plumbing companies out there uh, that do the kind of work that we do, but I, I don't think you'll find anybody that will be more honorable that'll stand behind what we say we're going to do, uh, be there for you, um, uh, like our company is. Uh, I think you're going to find the people that that represent us that come to your home that i personally am very proud of each and every one of them and uh, i'd gladly have them in my home or anybody that i know you were running a spring special now it's summertime is that spring special still going it is what is that special it's uh up to 1350 dollars off uh there's a rebate uh through the manufacturers that we have available to us there's some special financing programs and uh and also, there's a free Wi-Fi thermostat with that new air conditioning. That's system. pretty cool. I heard about that. The commercial, like I could check my thermostat on my cell phone. That would have been really helpful. That would have helped our when trip. We got, when we got home last night, Skip Stanton, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us from Aqua Plumbing and Air. We really appreciate your support, and thanks for being on the air today. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, Martha. Again, another fast moving show. I'll make sure I get my new lips back on before tomorrow. That's a good idea. But it's good now. Now we know we've got a friend in the air conditioning business, but he won't come to <laughs> Indian Rocks Beach. But, 
You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're so grateful for Skip Stanton's support from Aqua Plum and the Air, but we got to remember all the time, I, I work, work for him. him.